Welcome to High Tide, Low Tide, the podcast where we talk about all things mental health and where we share our stories with the knowledge that it could just be the lifeline of hope for someone who is hurting and afraid that they're the only one. I'm your host, Lisa Scanlon, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. Just a little reminder here, guys, that we are discussing mental health in this episode, so we may touch on things like suicide or self-harm, which may be a trigger for you. As always, I'll pop resources in the show notes or know that you can call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hey guys, and welcome back to High Tide, Low Tide, and welcome back to my second episode of 2023. I hope you guys are having a wonderful start to the year and a wonderful summer if you are on this side of the world or this part of the world (laughs) and otherwise you are enjoying a nice cold winter but it's much nicer in summer I promise and Adelaide at the moment it is sweltering hot so we got like a week or two of like 30 plus uh, degrees which to be honest I'm really enjoying for the most part. I don't do well in the cold, so this has been kind of nice. And when you live four minutes from the beach, it's even better. So yes, I hope you've had a great start to the year. Today I am joined by a wonderful guest by the name of Sammy, oh now I've forgotten, Rocasano. Rocasano. Yeah. I knew I was going to mess that up before <laughs> I even started. Those, My apologies. Those Italian names. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. But welcome, Sammy. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'm very, very grateful to have you here this afternoon. Thank you. So would you like to give the listeners just a little bit of an introduction to who you are? Sure. So I am 34 years old. I grew up on a farm in McLaren Vale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now live in the western suburbs in Adelaide and I run my own little faux flower business for weddings and events in Adelaide and I started that about a year ago and I love it mm-hmm. and yeah. Lovely. And for anyone who doesn't know where McLaren Vale is or what it is, can you explain it a little bit? So McLaren Vale is about 45 minutes from Adelaide mm-hmm. and it's the wine, one of the wine regions in mm-hmm. South Australia. Yes. Yeah. We are so lucky. Yeah, it's beautiful down yeah. there. Because it's honestly like a stone's throw away from Adelaide CBD and we've got this beautiful wine region with beautiful wineries. What is your favourite McLaren Vale winery? Oh. Tough question. It is. <laughs> Probably Hugh Hamilton. Um, just because it was like a glass rotunda so the views were stunning yeah yeah oh nice recently we went out with a couple of friends to uh down the rabbit hole oh yeah i know that one is um fairly well known but it is stunning and we had some visitors um from america over so we took them down there and they fell in love oh beautiful (laughs) yeah it's so beautiful. And it's also like five, ten minutes to the beach as well. Yeah, exactly. And those yeah. beaches down that way are yeah. also... Yeah, you can't compare them. Like no. I, I love the western suburbs, like Henley and Grange, but you still can't compare them to like Moana and Aldinga. Definitely not. Yeah. That's the dream of mine to live down that way. I know. One day. I do miss it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And your business, what's the name? Uh, the Peaceful Nook. Okay, yes, very yes. cute. I do follow it, so oh, I did know the you. answer. <laughs> um, but we'll have a bit more of a chat about that a little bit later. Excellent. Um, so I ask all my guests this, but how do we know each other? We met on Instagram. We did. <laughs> where, where you meet most of the greatest people. <laughs> it does, like, and I say this as well, like, Instagram or social media gets such a bad rap, but when I've got a wonderful guest like you sitting in yeah. front of me, you know, I certainly can't complain about how it connects people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Especially the very like-minded people as well. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you're obviously choosing what content you see, you know, exactly. by following or unfollowing. Exactly. You gravitate to certain accounts that align with what you, you're into, really. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So how are you doing today, honestly? So I'm actually in a really good place. Good. Finally. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah. So, yeah, mentally really, really good. Probably, two, when was it, 2021, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, so that's when my burnout mm-hmm. year was. Yeah. But today, yeah, really good. Doing good. I'm glad. Yeah. And I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. Okay. You're radiating um, a bit of joy today, so yeah. I'm very happy. Thank you. So your story um, is centred around a burnout. Yes. So um, for anyone who's listening who might not really sort of understand you know, what we mean by that. Because I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, a burnout? What the hell is a burnout? Yeah. Like, you yeah. mean like a car burnout? Like, yeah. no idea. <laughs> Haven't done one of those in a long yeah. time. I was like, <laughs> I just ever. don't understand what you're talking about. Like, yeah. So yeah. how would you describe it? So basically a burnout is caused from prolonged chronic stress. Mm-hmm. So it's someone that has been under a a significant amount of stress for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So I understand we all get stressed in life, yeah. but it's not it's not just from being stressed for a couple of weeks or whatever. It's like stress over a, a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, if that's not really resolved, you can develop a lot of mental health issues, yeah. which I had no idea. No, that's no. the thing because I feel like the term like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. People use it very lightly, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been feeling really burnt out, so I've got to take a step back. And there probably are different levels of burnout, but my level of burnout was I could not function and I yeah. was very close to going to hospital. Okay, like, yeah. yeah. So this is next level. Yeah. But it is, like, because I do think, and there would be people listening who have maybe never actually heard of it being like a diagnosed yeah. condition because yeah. it is the term is thrown out exactly you know, and burnt out all the time yeah so I think it's really interesting and I think it's um yeah it'll be a very interesting conversation to see you know what that meant for you yeah absolutely yeah. so where did it start like if you were to trace it back and where so, was the beginning of where that burnout started I think it was roughly like probably 2020 mm-hmm. and even a little bit before the COVID year. Yeah. So I absolutely loved my job at the time. I was an account manager for a sportswear company. Cool. Um, loved it. was probably obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and I was just extremely busy with my job. I was doing house renovations and I was also planning a wedding. Oh, my goodness. And they all, to me, still sound like first world problems. I'm like, everyone renovates a house, everyone gets married, everyone works. But I guess all of those three things combined 
And then especially during COVID. So I had mm-hmm. to postpone my wedding multiple oh. times and house renovations and then the job was just really hectic yeah but I just kept soldiering on the whole time yeah and I just I knew I was really stressed and busy but I just kept going 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 and I was like nah it's fine like we all Mm -hmm. get like this at times Mm -hmm. and then eventually when I when I actually got married um Mm -hmm. so that was in 2021 Mm -hmm. shortly after the wedding that's kind of when I started to slow down. That's when they say your burnout symptoms really come out when you slow down. Right. So I was just acting very peculiar and okay. I wasn't really talking much mm-hmm. and I wasn't sleeping. I was sort of having random panic attacks. Yeah. And I'm someone that's never really had any mental health issues before. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I might have had a little bit of anxiety in the past, but that was more based around I'm quite claustrophobic. So if I was in confined spaces, I might get a little bit of an anxiety, but it was nothing yeah. major. Okay. Whereas, so, sorry. Oh, sorry. In the lead up, so when you're going through those things of like planning the wedding, the wedding's being postponed, doing the renovations, working the job, were you having like what sort of like feelings of stress were you having? Like were you getting any symptoms at all during that time? Yeah, I was. And they're the symptoms that I ignored. Right. So, which which like people what? need to <laughs> so know we can... what they are. <laughs> yeah. Let's flag those. Yeah. So the early symptoms that I ignored were mm-hmm. I started to lose a lot of interest in things that I loved. Yes. So I was working out five days a week mm-hmm. because I just loved it. And then I, I went from that to not working out at all. I was like, I don't have time. I'm not interested. Right. Whereas I was working out five days a week for like three, four years. Yeah. Stopped watching TV and I mm-hmm. love TV. Yeah. Uh, my sleep patterns, I would sort of start to wake up during the night and not sleep, whereas I was always a great sleeper. Yeah. And I'd become very agitated at mm-hmm. work and just in general, like, and then noises would really annoy me like yeah. loud sounds I was very sensitive to yeah. all of that it's it's interesting yeah. because I feel like a lot of people who might be listening and, and even myself I'm like oh yeah like I can I can understand those things like yeah loud noises annoy me as well like you yeah know, but it was like really like oh, my God, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just people walking down the stairs, I would be like, oh, my God, like I can't deal. Like, yeah. Yeah, whereas and before that wouldn't have bothered me. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like as these things happen gradually and subtly over time, you probably just, you know, you become sort of like used to it for lack of a better term. Yeah. So it doesn't seem that big of a deal you yeah. know instead of going to the gym five times a week maybe it it became four yeah and then before you knew it it was three and then it was yeah. what's the point in going if I'm only going to go once a week or you know yeah so exactly. it's that slow progression that I think like makes us a little bit blind to what's going on in our own lives exactly yeah, yeah. And then I also started to lose a lot of weight. So mm-hmm. I've always been quite a petite person, but I I was sort of sitting at like 52 kilos and I'm like almost five foot six. Yeah. And then when I was in the peak of my burnout, I got to like 47 kilos. Yeah. So I was pretty much anorexic. Yeah. And then in the lead up to the burnout, like I kind of stopped cooking as okay. well. So like I just, just all the basic kind of mm-hmm. daily routines, I just stopped doing. Yeah. And I probably, 
I just probably thought, oh, I'm just stressed, like whatever. Yeah. But did you just not feel hungry? Or no, was, I didn't feel hungry. Yeah, but no. like nauseous or just not hungry? A little bit nauseous, but just yeah. no appetite whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And had anyone like picked up on, on those subtle changes along the way? I don't think so because... Yeah. My fiancé at the time, he did FIFO work. Right. So he was away for three weeks and he'd be yeah. home for like a week. Yeah. And I was always on my own a lot and mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm a very independent person as it is. So whenever anyone's like, are you okay? Are you sure? I'm like, oh, fine. Like, of course. So everyone just yeah. was like, oh, yeah, she's fine. Like, yeah. you know, I was always one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm the same yeah. as well because – for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, if sometimes it's it's easier just to keep it inside. If, it is. If you share it with somebody, then you've got to worry about how they're going to feel about it. Yeah. And, like, for me, anyway, it was like, oh, if I tell that person how I'm really feeling today, then they've got to carry part of that weight. Yeah. And I know... That they would want to do that. Like in the in the smart part of my head, I know that I should share and that they would want to help. But sometimes yeah. the the other part of my brain it wins and it's like, Absolutely. no, don't tell anyone, don't burden anyone. You need to yeah. keep it all inside. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So true. So then obviously you got married. Yes, then got married. Mm-hmm. Um and then we went on our honeymoon and all of that was great. But then I feel like when we got back within the, the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just sort of started to decline a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, like, yeah, the signs were already there, but it just mm-hmm. more and more came out. And then it got to a point where I was like slurring my words when I was talking. Wow. Like weird stuff. It's yeah. just weird. Is that common for burnout? Like, yeah, I think you know? so. Like yeah. if you reach like a certain level, um, yeah. yeah, like so I know people that have been hospitalised from it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just like your your brain is so foggy. Yeah. Like, you know, that foggy, cloudy feeling. Yeah. So it was really hard to concentrate. And then I eventually went back to work and I'd mm-hmm. sit at my desk and it would take me like eight hours to send one email. Wow. Because my brain wasn't functioning. Like yeah. everything, nothing was sinking in. Mm-hmm. So I'd sit there and I'm like, I, I was trying to, to type an email and it, I just couldn't. Wow. So and I did that for about a couple of weeks. Okay. And then yeah. I'd bring my laptop home and I was like, I, I can't, I'm not getting any work done, but I don't know what to do. So I still kept trying to do things, but I just couldn't. Wow. Yeah. And then I got to a point where people at work were like, you know, something's not right. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it got to a point where I'll never forget, I sat there and there was some girls that came up to me and they're like, you know, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was okay. like, I think I need help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was, they were lovely. Yeah. And what um, do you think got you to the point where you were ready to say, I think I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I can't just sit here because I'm not doing my work. Yeah. And I was was such a hard worker. I used to, I would bang out 40 emails a day. Yeah. And like, I just couldn't. And then um, I was just like, yeah, like I, I'm really struggling. Like I don't know what's going on. And that's the thing. I think if you haven't been through a mental health issue before, you don't know how to explain it. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I can't send emails. I can't do anything. Yeah, that must have been such a, like, strange position to find yourself in. And it would be scary. It was so scary. Like, I don't even know how I drove because 
that when you're not, and I'll, that's when I really wasn't sleeping or so, eating, really. So you weren't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Sleeping at all, like an hour not or really. two a night. Yeah. yeah, and I was driving to work, and I don't know how I did it. And then, like, yeah, I just. And in hindsight, dangerous for yourself as Very well. dangerous, like, yeah. You know, obviously when we're going through the motions of something like this, you just keep going. Like almost yeah. like an autopilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? And that's, you know, that's yeah. your unconscious mind taking care of you. It yeah. knows how to breathe. It knows how to get from A to B because you've yeah, done it before. exactly. But, but I think I finally got to that point where I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And then I... Basically, like my parents knew something was a little off, yeah. and then my dad basically had to come pick me up from work, and I had to go live with my parents. Yeah. For uh, it ended up being about eight to nine months. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. my husband was was doing was, FIFO, yeah. so he was always away. Yeah. So I went to go live with them, mm-hmm. and they were like my full time carers. So I felt so bad, but at the same time, they just wanted me to get better. Of course. And then I went to see the doctor, and she's like, "Yeah, look, you've got severe burnout." And I was like, I "Don't even know what that is." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, it's basically yeah, from the stress that you've been under, you can develop serious mental health issues from this." Right. And. People just think burnout, oh, yeah, like just take some time off. It can Mm -hmm. take one to two years to recover from. Wow. And it took me about a year to recover. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about like that um, continuous stress that you were under, now you said obviously you, you loved your job. Yeah. But, you know, you were explaining to me before what it was like, you know, with um, like when you would come home and not really being able to switch off. Yeah. Can you just explain that a little bit? Yeah. So um, during the whole time that I was sort of working, I, because the, the head office was in Europe. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously getting emails late at night from the European office. And because I was obsessed with the job and I loved it and I wanted to do good I would always check I was always on my emails checking everything at night so I could never really switch off yeah yeah but I know I know that was my choice though yeah yeah I didn't have to it was my choice yeah and I think that didn't help because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't switch off yeah yeah and I know for a fact that there is people listening to this right now who would relate so much to that and I said to you before, like even myself, I've got a personal phone and a work phone. The personal phone has to be like 100% mute outside of like, well, definitely in the evening. I think it switches over to do not disturb at like 7 p.m. Because if I'm in the house and I hear that like the tone, I can't even think what it sounds like right now, but if I heard it, I would know the exact email tone or the text message tone for that phone. Yeah. I would have to check it. And I'm sure you were the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I can't have any notifications. They have no. to all be cleared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although you'd hate to see my email inbox, though. Oh, no. You're one of those people yes. that has, like, 200 unread. Yes. Oh, no. Like, if my boss listens to this, she's oh. going to be like, no, Lisa. <laughs> oh, no. Everything. I have to action everything straight yeah. away. Yeah. But it's, like, it's not the important emails True. that are still sat yeah. there. It's, like, the... the I don't want to, they're not spam, but like the not so important. Not no. Yeah. Like I get an email notification every time I drive my car because it's a company car, oh, so it says yeah. like you've done X amount of kilometers. So yeah. you know those ones are still sitting in there unopened. Yeah. Okay? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally understand that feeling of like um, 
not being able to switch off. Yeah. And that would have obviously Absolutely. added to all of that stress over that time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then you went to live um, back with your parents, yes, which is so, amazing. Yes, And amazing. you went to see the doctor. The doctor um, gave you that um, diagnosis. Yep. How did you feel when you could put a name to something, to how you'd been feeling? To be honest, I, I was probably disappointed because I yeah. was like... To me, this just sounds ridiculous. Okay. Well, I probably would have preferred if it was something, yeah, I don't worse. know, as bad as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Like if, yeah, worse because it was. It just didn't sound like anything. I was like, yeah, but stress, like we all get stressed. Like how could I get this sick from it? And she's like, no, yeah. it's a thing. Like it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, she said like it's going to, it will definitely take you a while to get to get better basically. And she's like, she was really good in ter- the way she explained it. She was like, it's no different to you breaking a leg. But in this case, your brain is very sick. Okay. And I was like, okay, what's well, a good analogy? Mm-hmm. She's like, your, your brain is very unwell and your brain and your body are not in sync at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you just have to take certain steps and measures to get back to being healthy mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. So I um before you came over, I was like Googling burnout. Yeah. I was like burnout Australia statistics. And I found an article, oh. which I'll put in the show notes as well, which actually says that Australian workers suffer higher level of burnout at work compared to anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So um, the report found that 60, 62% of Australian employees ex- can experience burnout, whereas I think the global average was... 48%. Yeah, wow. So quite interesting because yeah. even myself, like prior to having a conversation with you, I'd never really spoke to anyone who's been diagnosed with burnout. Yeah. So I just find it very educational as well. So yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So then what did she suggest or how did you go about, you know, re- re-strengthening the brain because she said that yeah. you, you know, it was broken. Yeah. Well, not broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the leg. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking yeah, of the for leg. Sure. <laughs> um, so she basically just said that I should try to do a mix of, you know, going to see a psychologist wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Exercising and basically just resting. That's yeah. basically the main things. Okay. And I did go see a psychologist Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have the greatest experience. And I, I do know that you've got to find the right one. Yeah. It's like going for a job, you know, you've got to yeah. just see what what matches well with you. But I just, yeah, it was too clinical for me Yeah, and I just didn't connect. So I was actually really fortunate that when I started using social media again, I won this competition um, to, with this life coach. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I won. It was like an eight-week course with this life coach and she had also been through her own mental health issues. Yeah. And so I got to talk to her for eight weeks and it was really amazing. That's so good. Yeah. And, like I just feel like that's a little bit of like destiny. Yeah, or like, you definitely. Know, the universe looking after definitely. you. Definitely. Yeah. It, it was like, here, the psychologist didn't quite pan out how we yes. met, but yeah, have an eight-week course. Exactly. So yeah, good. it was really good. And then so she taught me a lot of like breathing techniques, mm-hmm. um, like hypnotherapy, um, did a bit of Reiki, like that sort of stuff. And that was really nice and helpful. Yeah. Which did you like the most or which did you, did you find the most helpful personally? Probably like a bit of hypnotherapy and reiki was Mm -hmm. quite good yeah Yeah. 
I've never tried Reiki before. It's on my list. Yeah, Reiki's really good. It's like balancing your chakras and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just really relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know what Reiki is, you can go and Google it. There's plenty yes. of information out there. We have talked about it before on the podcast. Yeah. So I just think there's all these like quote unquote alternative modalities out there that can be so helpful to people. Yeah, definitely. I 100% for the use of psychologists and I think they definitely have a very important role to play. Absolutely. But I just think if you've tried it and it hasn't worked out or you've tried it and you're not really getting where you'd like to go, there's so many other things that you can also try and yeah. just implore people to open their, I guess, mind a little bit to those things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you were doing the eight-week course? So I did the eight-week course and then eventually I, like, so for the whole nine months I lived with my parents, mm-hmm. I probably slept one to two hours a night oh. in that whole time. I just can't even yeah. imagine what that would be like. Yeah, so that's why I think I got worse and worse because yeah. my brain couldn't switch off cause, and I wouldn't accept it either. Yeah. Um, did you ever try, like, sleeping tablets? Because that's where I, I go immediately. Yeah, I did towards the end. Yeah. And they kind of worked but didn't. Yeah. 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 And I, all I wanted to do was just sleep. I like, can imagine. All I wanted to do was sleep. And when you, like, you know when you just, you're living your everyday life and you might have shit night's sleep and you have like four or five hours and you feel awful and you're like oh whereas this was like one to two hours a night for like nine months I just can't yeah it was just and then because of that my brain fog was so intense that I just I couldn't think properly that's why I didn't use my phone for like four months yeah um and then I started developing I guess you could say like agoraphobia so I was really scared to leave the house yeah um I think because of the lack of sleep I was becoming very, like, hallucinating and, mm-hmm. yeah, I just was in a really bad place. Yeah. And then I just I couldn't leave the house. I was petrified. So, like, my dad and mum would drive me to just a shopping centre and I'd wait in the car and I'll never forget I was having a crying fit in the back seat of the car because I was out in public and yeah. I was like, I can't be here. Like, and I was screaming and crying and my dad's like I don't know what to do like yeah yeah Yeah. because I was just so scared but I don't know what I was scared of yeah but I think with that much lack of sleep and everything else behind the burnout it just you just don't have any control over it yeah and yeah. I think like your brain was probably my like, brain was just there's all just over too the much like yeah. too much happening. Yeah, you know, I'm out. I'm in a different place. I haven't slept. Yeah, like, it was probably yeah. just yeah, like your brain trying to like protect you in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Like, Go home where it's yeah. where we know where everything is and yeah. it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having major anxiety and panic yeah. attacks, and they're really scary. Like they are like people you know, will loosely say, oh, you know, that gave me a panic attack. But people don't realise when you actually go through a panic mm. attack or an anxiety attack, it feels like you're having a heart attack. Like oh, there were times where I was like, I've got to call the hospital. Like I'm going to die. And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, hang on, I'm not. I'm just yeah. having a panic attack. Whereas, and it's really good because now having been through all that, I know what to look out for. I know the signs. So now I have not had any issues with my mental health in a whole year because I know how to manage it. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Well so it's really good. Yeah. Really good. And I'm sleeping. So I think it finally, yeah, it was about 
probably about 11, 12 months is when I was fully sleeping again. And yeah. maybe it got to do with obviously everything I was doing and I think accepting my burnout as well because I wouldn't yeah. accept it. And I think once you accept something and you're really in reality, that's mm-hmm. when you kind of accept it and you do get better and you want to get better. Yeah. So I think they, they I don't know who they is, but I think they often say, like, you have to accept something in order to, you like, do. Um, change it or, yeah. you know, to deal with it. So yeah. yeah. That's obviously been a part of your journey. Yeah, exactly. And then it was just a matter of putting all the things you'd learned into practice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And so how long ago would you say that was? So I was basically diagnosed in April 2021. Yeah. And then so from probably November, December 2021, mm-hmm. that's when I, I was able to like move back home. Yeah. Yeah. At home, home. Home, home. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. But it was really hard as well on, like, my family and my husband because I was... I just felt so bad. I was like, mm. I, I know I'm not 100% with it in my brain right now, but I'm like, I just kept saying, like, you know, you can leave me, like, if you oh. want because you didn't sign up for this. Like, yeah. he's just like, don't be ridiculous. So I just want you to get better. So he was really supportive. Yeah. But you do good. feel guilty, like... Yeah, I, I can I completely understand because yeah, I would be the same. Yeah, I was like, we just got married. Everything was meant to be perfect. And then all of a sudden I can't function properly from stress. Like, it was just... Yeah. I was just felt really guilty. So. Well, that's what for better or for worse is for true. I'm like, souls that happened in the first month, but <laughs> but oh. yeah, I do totally understand where that train of thought for you would have yeah. come from because I would have felt the yeah. same, especially when you're such an independent person. Like, yes, like I at the age of 21, I traveled the world by myself mm-hmm. and I lived overseas, and it was incredible. And then at the age of, what, I was 33, I was scared to leave the house. Like, it's just crazy when you think of it and put it into perspective like that. Yeah. 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 This is, yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah, and I don't think people really understand what mental health struggles can do to you and Mm -hmm. you don't have control over it, but you're pretty much the only person that can help yourself. And that's why... And it's so hard because I I really understand and and get how people can be so depressed and not leave the house in five years because once you've reached that state, it is so hard to get out of it. It is so hard. Yeah. And only you can help yourself. And it's just, it's really hard to get out of it. Sometimes I wish I had broken my leg because I'm like, as painful as that would have been, I would have had a cast on. The doctor would have been like, yeah, you've got eight weeks recovery, maybe a little bit of... um, (laughs) Rehab and then you're done. Yeah. Whereas mental health, you don't know how long that's going to go for. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing as well. Like, you know, exactly. It's not like I did A, B, and C and now I don't have depression anymore. Exactly. I manage my symptoms. Exactly. I'm not actively depressed, but that's because I take care of myself. Exactly. It is different. Not like. Yeah, a broken leg. A yes. broken leg would be easier. Yes. <laughs> Knock on wood and be like, let's neither of us break out Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever experience anybody, um, I guess, having like a negative reaction to you explaining that you'd had a burnout or kind of not believing that was a thing? To be or... honest, everyone was really supportive. There, right. there maybe was the occasional, oh, but, you know, she just got married. I don't get it. Like there was a few of those. Yeah. But majority of people were just like, 
it can happen to anyone at any time. And they were really good, good about it. And oh, I, yeah. I'm, so I'm like, I'm not doing this for attention, guys. Like, no. <laughs> and I just want to say, like, yay for society. Yeah. That was the reaction. I'm yeah. glad that you didn't have a worse story for no, me on that. No, <laughs> How do you take care of your mental health now? You know, these yeah. months on, what are the things you do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis? So basically I, awareness, I just, and I don't overdo things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm very much a homebody anyways, but I'll never cram lots and lots of stuff in for the week. And I just Mm -hmm. make sure that I'm never too busy or, and I never, to be honest, I never get stressed. Like that's one thing it taught me. Nothing bothers me. Like nothing. Even if something were to go wrong, I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'll fix it. (laughs) It will work itself out. Great. Because because I was so stressed and everything got to me, now I'm on the other end of it, whereas I don't give a shit. Like I'm sleeping eight hours a night. That's all I care about. (laughs) So, yeah. That's a great way to be. So I just wake up every day happy, to be honest. Like nothing gets me down. Yeah. And I think when you go through a mental health issue and you come out of it, you do see life differently and Mm -hmm. it does change you. And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy every day. So it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And thank goodness for that eight hours. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Love it. So grateful. <laughs> Yay for sleep. Yeah. Um, who would you say was the most influential people throughout this journey you had? Oh, definitely my parents. Yeah. yeah. They were amazing. Like, just the fact that they, like, like my mum was, like, my full-time nurse. Like, she, mm-hmm. yeah, just bringing me my medication every day and cooking for me. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it was – obviously, she loved it. Deep down, even though yeah. in better circumstances it would have yeah. been better. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I would say I'm lucky in the same sense that, you know, if something was to happen, you know, that I do have parents there that would do that yeah, and exactly. are, are able to do that as well. Exactly. So. And that makes me sad if there's people out there that don't really have family or anyone that they can open up to. So yeah. So that makes me sad. Yeah. And I always try to think, like, family is one thing. You know, we're family because we're related or you know blood related but there's also you know I have a whole nother set of family that are just friends absolutely and so I like to hope that you know if there are people out there that maybe don't have those close relationships with family like blood related family that maybe they've you know got another second set of family out there as well yeah I really hope so what do you wish you could tell your past self or maybe some advice you might have to someone who's going through something similar to what you went through? Um, I think the best advice I could give is don't do things alone if you're struggling. Like, mm-hmm. And I think speaking out is the best thing you can do because I look back and I think all I had to do was be like, you know what, I don't feel right, my brain feels foggy, I'm mm. not sleeping I'm struggling with everyday tasks. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just go see a doctor. Something's not right. But I didn't do that. And yeah. I feel like that's all I had to do. Instead, yeah. I just kept like soldiering on, ignoring it, getting worse and worse, being embarrassed about it. And I'm like, I could have saved myself all that heartache if I had just recognised it and gone and got help. Yeah. So, And I know it is hard to, to acknowledge something like that and get help, but I just think it's like it's 2023 we don't, no one cares. No. Like, it's, yeah, definitely. 
Like, if you're sitting at the desk and you're not managing to write an email over the space of yeah, eight hours, eight guys. Hours. <laughs> like, something's not right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I do think there is that mentality of, like, we just need to, like, get on with it. Yeah, true. Like, you know, yeah. people will be walking on a twisted ankle because they just need to get on with it and it'll be fine or yeah. she'll be right type yeah. of attitude. Yeah, Paul, you know, don't be weak. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I definitely do agree. And, like, if you feel like something's not right, say something or, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, have a conversation with a friend or uh, your spouse or a family member or Oh, I was about to say Google it, but don't Google yeah, it. Yeah, no, don't Google it. Can't <laughs> say yeah, don't no, Google don't it. Google. <laughs> Go see the doctor, or if you have a psychologist, yeah, just voice how you're feeling. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, they might be classic yourself. symptoms of something you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's a good one, definitely about yeah. speaking out for sure. Yeah. How do you think that we as a society can do better in this like mental health space or how can we better support one another? <sighs> to be honest, I I mean, I do think everyone does do a great job and everyone's a lot more open about it. Yeah. But in terms of like professional help, mm-hmm. I mean, this might be a thing and I'm not even sure, mm-hmm. but um, I wish there was more like free of charge mm-hmm. help mentally Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is a thing I know you can get mental health plans but I I actually have a few friends that have reached out to me in the past and they're like oh you know I would love to talk to someone but it's so expensive and that really broke my heart and I was like so you you actually want to get help but it's too expensive yeah so I just feel like it'd be nice I mean I know everyone has to make money somehow but whether I don't know if there is government funding when Mm. it comes to certain mental health I don't know but I don't know if there's any where you don't have an out-of-pocket, yeah, to be honest, yeah. I, I think if there was, it would be quite difficult to get. Like you would yeah. have to meet very specific criteria. Yeah. I know that I've had a mental health plan and still the gap is about 100 and, or depends how much oh, your psychologist okay. charges. Yeah. Um, even with the gap, it's still, I think, about $130. Each time. Each yeah. time. So it's still quite expensive. So, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. grateful that I can afford to do that. But, yeah. And, you know, and I recently have been going once a month. Yeah. But if you're in a, um, you know, a, a darker place and really yeah. should be going more often than that, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I should look into that more yeah. if there is... Um, that's any way of getting it free of charge. Yeah. And I do know that they had upped the number of visits from 10 to 20 on the mental health oh, plan yeah. Yeah. during this COVID period, but I believe they are rescinding, is rescinding the right word, or oh, taking that back to uh, 10. Okay. Actually, I was reading a very interesting article about that, which I'll put in the show notes as well. So, yeah, definitely the availability of, access if you don't have just surplus funds yeah. to be throwing around exactly um we'll look into that yeah <laughs> i mean i know people have to make money but at of the same course, time yeah 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 it'd be nice i think yeah like, or more affordable than yes than a hundred and something exactly. dollars per visit exactly like mm. at the moment like i think you know when you go to the doctors the gap is only like 44 dollars like why could, can't it be something like that for mental health like, yeah 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 that's a good point yeah and um it's it's that ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um it's one thing 
to consider the cost. The other thing that we're having a bit of a problem with, I know in Adelaide specifically, I don't know if it's Australia-wide or even worldwide, is just the availability of psychologists. I've got multiple friends who've reached out recently who've been trying to get in with psychologists. Oh, I didn't even realise. And they're not, they're either, yeah, not taking on new clients or, uh, sure, we can get you in in three months' time. When someone has got to the point of which they have taken the step to go to the GP, to get the referral, to go to the psychologist, they need help now. Absolutely. Like they don't need help in three months' time. Yeah. And then to have to jump through the hoops of Googling the psychologist in the area, calling them, no, we're full. Call the next one. No, we're not taking new clients. Like for someone who's not in a great place mentally, that can be quite... Oh, absolutely. Off-putting. And to anyone who's listening who might be going through that, please keep going. Yes. (laughs) Like, I know it's hard, but it's going to be so worth it. So please, yeah. Absolutely. I I get it. I've been there. But definitely keep going. And also look up different modalities online. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For the meantime. For the meantime. There's so much free info out there as well. Absolutely. So there's lots of places you can learn whilst you're waiting for an appointment as well yeah but yeah definitely access to healthcare is a big one yeah definitely and I know that you've been quite vulnerable um, at times before and sharing you know parts of your story on social media how did you find that yeah really good actually um I just thought you know what I'm just going to share what I've been going through and then I had, I, it was amazing to see, I had literally had like 50 people reach out and message me saying they had been through something similar. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I would never have guessed that. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And like, I almost went to hospital as well. And I was like, oh my God, like, and it was just crazy. Cause it's true what they say. Like, you don't know what people are going through and all these people that their lives that seem great. And then they all come message me saying they've been through something similar. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. And they were really thankful that I said something. Cause they're like, I think it's really brave of you. And you know, hopefully you can help people. And I was like, well, I hope so. So yeah. I think there's just so much power in that. Yeah, absolutely. It made me feel really nice and, like, comforting. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, obviously it it gave you a nice feeling to be able to, you know, I guess feel seen in or not seen but like less in your journey yeah but then if you think about that huge ripple effect that then that has on all the people who contacted you but also all the people who didn't. Yeah. You know, it was... You know, they looked at your story and thought, wow, that's like me and that makes them feel less alone, but they maybe didn't contact you about it. Very so the, true. the power of that is even bigger than you realise yeah. and I just think like yeah. <sighs> there's so much power in in sharing stories and yeah. that's why I love doing Absolutely. this podcast and, yeah. you know, even just one little post on social media can have such a great effect. So. Good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Keep doing that. So looking back now, like with hindsight, how do you feel about all of this that you've been through? Um, I think at the time I was like, oh, when is this going to end? Like when am mm-hmm. I going to feel normal again? Mm-hmm. But then when you come out of it and you're in a really good place, like I don't want to say everything happens for a reason, but I feel like it's definitely made me a better person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
if and when I eventually have children, I'll have those skills to pass on to my children. Whereas before, I didn't really know much about mental health struggles because if you haven't gone through it, you don't know. It's like with yeah. anything. Yeah. So I feel like having gone through it and coming out the other end, it is very powerful and... Yeah, I do feel I'm a better person for it. As painful as it was when you're going of through course. it. Yeah. 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 I think that's a nice way to reflect on it, you know. Yeah. We should always try our best to take the positives exactly. out of every experience yeah. and, and learn and grow where we can. So I think that's really Exactly. Great. And I know that I never want to be in that position again and I, I will not be in that position again. And I just, I know what to look out for. I know the signs. I know how mm-hmm. to manage it. Mm-hmm. So hustle culture is dead. The <laughs> grind culture, no yeah. more of that. Yeah. No more of that. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about how, like, especially like our parents' generation were very much like that and how yeah. we're, it has, I think, trickled down a little bit to our generation about like, you know, if you're not working hard, like, you're hardly working or, you know, whatever that yeah. um, saying is. But I feel like we're now starting to really learn how important rest is. Yeah. And how important it is to not overload our plates. Yeah. You know, we're not being lazy. We're just making sure we take care of ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because men- mentally you have to look after yourself just as much as physically. Mm. So. Definitely. So tell me a little bit about your business. Yes. Yeah, so after my burnout, I decided not to go back to my job. Mm-hmm. It was a very hard decision because I absolutely loved my job, the people. It was. I thought it was my dream job and I was going to be there forever. Yeah. And so it was really hard to write my resignation letter, but I did it. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just was like, you know, I'd love to have my own little business. What mm-hmm. can I do? And I've always been a very creative person mm-hmm. and I saw there was a bit of a gap in the market when it comes to faux flowers in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, it's massive in Sydney and Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, but it hasn't quite hit the Adelaide market. Like there's a few businesses here and there, but it's not like Melbourne and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't even know how I got into it, but I just started <laughs> researching it and then I started buying faux flowers and then I started doing up arrangements and I was doing all these online tutorials. Oh, and cool. Yeah, so I did that I did that for maybe like a couple of months mm-hmm. um, and then I just thought of like a business name and I was like, oh, what have I got to lose? And then I just launched it and that was last year and, it's, yeah, it's been going really good. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And I just love that, like, you can literally do anything you want. Yeah, like, exactly. Like if you want to do something, you just have to take the steps to do it. Exactly. Like you were yeah. like, okay, I want to have something, my own business. I want a bit of freedom. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah. And then you learn the skills to e- do the things. Exactly. You know? And exactly. I love that. Yeah. And do you also have um, a little bit to do with Breakthrough Foundation? Who, yes. So yeah. I wanted to incorporate a little bit of my mental health journey into mm-hmm. the business. So I worked out that like every event or wedding I do, I donate a small portion to Breakthrough mm-hmm. Mental Health Charity. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my listeners, if they pay attention to my voice on these podcasts, would know that I have quite a bit um, to do with Breakthrough Foundation. So they're Australia's only mental health research foundation. So, which is amazing. And I just love the fact that you're um, giving something, you know, back, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, obviously I'm in the first year of business, so I'd yeah. love to be able to donate more. 
But yeah, every, every now and then, yeah, yeah. Every now and then, I sort of save up and then I'll donate. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So if anyone is in Adelaide and they're looking for faux flower arrangements, they yes. should hit you up. Yes. How can they find you? So they can find me on Instagram or just Google, and I've got a yeah. website. Instagram. Yeah. What's the handle? Uh, it's just the Peaceful Nook. Yeah. Or yeah. one word. Yes, all cool. one word. Yeah. I'll put it all in the show notes as well, guys. So if yeah, anyone lovely. does want to um, find Sammy and also by supporting her business, you'll also be supporting Breakthrough. So that's Thank really you. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the episode. Yeah. I just am so blown away and it's been so wonderful to listen to your story. Um, obviously, you went through a lot and I think a lot of people are going to take um, a lot out. Oh, how many times have I just said a lot? They're going to take a lot out of your um, story because probably similar to me, they yeah. didn't really realize what a burnout entailed. So, yeah. you know, I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes and, you know, I hope that maybe there's someone out there who's listening who's been through something similar and now doesn't feel so alone in what they've been through. Yeah. So thank you so, so much. No, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's been lovely. I'm really excited that you were here and that you were able to, you know, be vulnerable and share your story. So thank my you. My pleasure. <laughs> so thank you for having me. My pleasure. Another friend added to my list. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening again this week. You're all the best and I will see you next week. Doei! If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Even better, if you know someone who might benefit from listening to it, please tell them all about it. You'll find more information from today's episode in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on High Tide, Low Tide, please email me at Lisa, spelled L-E-E-S-A, at hightidelowtideau.com or DM me on Instagram at hightidelowtideau. See you next time.